Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to our Mandalorian Season 3 predictions and speculation. We will be talking about Episode 5 of the season, Chapter 21. But before we do so, make sure you're hitting that like button and you're subscribing to the channel. We have all of our Mandalorian content still coming out throughout the rest of the season, so make sure you're tuning into that. We had a review up for Episode 4 of Season 3, Chapter 20, The Foundling, on Wednesday. If you haven't checked that out make sure you check that out we'll be referencing a lot of stuff we talked about in that and of course the bad batch season two finale is next week so we have our predictions coming out on sunday make sure you check that out as well all right so let's dive into the mandalorian season three episode five episode four was quite an action-packed fun episode we predicted a lot of action there was rumors that this episode was going to be short and it was but it did use its time very effectively if not a little abrupt we expected a lot of action on navarro because it was directed by carl weathers last episode well we didn't get any of that there was no grief cargo which was surprising because the only other thing carl weathers has ever directed in his career featured himself as one of the main characters so we're going back to navarro maybe next week that's what we can speculate on it's kind of the only stuff in the trailers from that we have not seen yet sonic what do you think is going to happen in chapter 21 episode 5 of mandalorian season 3 and let's start here with the navarro stuff do you think that is next episode well traditionally i think every lucasfilm trailer that has come out has kind of kept things to the first half of the season maybe like a shot from a later episode but they really try to stray away from that usually they only keep it the first four mostly the first three but here it's pretty obvious that we're gonna have the navarro stuff next episode i know we thought it was this episode but i'm glad that it's not now we have at least some development for our characters we got past that flashback the build-up and what my expectations for it have changed now especially because of what's happened with Bo's story she's had some moments of integration had some moments of being with other mandalorians and i think it's an interesting thing because she's already had her crew when we see her in season two she's a confident war leader Costa reese axe woes analyzing some shots in the trailer i'm pretty sure we're gonna get some of her followers at least be brought back here i i don't know how exactly i i like i mentioned last uh, predictions I still think that Grief will ultimately offer, or at least Din will take up the offer for that land and then make it a place for operations for at le- uh, the Mandalorians that they don't have to be on this planet. But at the same time, seeing as how much they kind of love this endless danger and destruction that shapes and molds them, maybe not. Now, I'm not, I, I still think it'd be good for them to return to Navarro, at least have someone, some Mandalorians be on Navarro. I, I still think that's a possibility. I think that's where maybe Bo-Katan's Night Owls uh, start to come in. Maybe that's where they have a base of operations instead of the Covert, keep everyone kind of separated, but still have a place that is familiar to all to converge together that's that's what i'm thinking i'm still not sure what will call grief i think maybe the pirates i think that's probably the best option just from that shot that we see of din flying past it i hope that it's not just the pirates like i feel like that's what's going to be the impetus for all the action but then if it brings in the night owls i hope that they're like okay you do this but then help us out with this greater conflict that is now tying back into gideon and all the stuff that we got in episode three of maybe the resurrection of this imperial remnant once the navarro action is done navarro is free it's like tit for tat just like the classic man away i do this for you but 
do this for me and then I'll do that for you. But instead it's come help me out here. Oh, these guys also came out to help. All right, now they want you to do something else. And then we jump into the greater story. I, I think that's the sequencing in my mind. Yeah, but that's definitely possible. I think we definitely are going to Navarro and I completely believe it is the pirates that bring them back there from the trailers, the shots of them killing pirates. And we see like one of the pirates drop down right in front of the Anzillans and they're like, oh, like, so we have that. We're going to we're going to get that part and we're going to get a big action scene with that. That could be the entire episode. It could not. I think we're starting to see, like you mentioned, Bo's story completely changed in this episode from newbie. Like I thought the foundling was going to be kind of about her. It ended up being mostly about Grogu, but she advances super far (laughs) in the ranks of the children of the watch. I mean, really they don't have a leader. The armor is their leader and she's more of like a spiritual guide. They don't have some pause tries to, you know, be all tough and like put that face out there but he's not the smartest he's he's a brute in every sense of the word so Bo-Katan is exactly what they need and her leadership is going to be even furthered in this episode Pause is always the guy that's kind of like anti everyone who's new to the group he is a descendant of the Vizslas who consider themselves like as pure a pure Mandalorian line as possible her plan saving his son I think ultimately swayed him to that side so we're seeing the top dogs all are accepting her into the clan. And I think here she's going to use her brawn and we're going to see her ship, which they don't have a ship. So we're going to see them all dropping out of the ship in this episode. We're going to see them using real Mandalorian tactics. Maybe she teaches them further tactics and like further old, old like death watch ways of battle that she learned from pre Vizsla. That would be really cool. I'd love some pre Vizsla name drops, stuff like that would all be awesome. But I, I do think, the centerpiece of this episode is definitely the battle. I think maybe the pirates can be connected to the overall plot somehow. Maybe they are working for somebody who's working for somebody who's working for the Empire or is allowed to run free because of another bad guy that we haven't seen yet. I could see this episode, though, just being completely all Navarro. And that would harken back a little bit more to season one of The Mandalorian, where we had three episodes right off the bat that were linear. And then we hit episode four, five, six that were character building episodes, but they were side adventures. They were about keeping Grogu safe, but they also were about building the relationship between Din and Grogu. Well, this episode didn't really progress the narrative. We didn't go back to the villains we didn't explain where the season is going but we progressed Bo-Katan and we progressed Grogu so there were two specific focuses if next episode maybe switches to Bo-Katan and Din as maybe the two main characters we could still continue to do kind of side missions that build up their characters within the Children of the Watch I really like the family dynamic that they are building with the Children of the Watch we haven't really seen that yet We've had Bo-Katan describe them as a cult. Then we've had all our really images of them are kind of like a cult. They're hidden underground. All they do is chant and say, this is the way. They talk spiritually the whole time. This is the most real they've ever felt. And so I would like to continue to see that. I, I don't think that's a waste of time at all in this story. Even if it is a short season, I don't think that's a waste of time at all to continue to flesh out the Children of the Watch. And, and with a lot of the posters featuring the armor and paws and like they're making them big characters, I, I do think next episode will be Navarro focused, but I think there's going to still be some big character moments. But let's talk about that New Republic storyline because we didn't touch on it at all here and the villains. Do you think at all we see maybe a tag of a villain or maybe 
they are, like I mentioned, kind of responsible for the pirates, or they send the pirates there because they're trying to get to the Mandalorians. There could be any number of ways that we connect back to the New Republic, but it seems like it would make that episode feel even more random if we just get two, three, four episodes away from it and we never go back to that storyline. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit of a difficult... It's a, it's a difficult uh, question for me because... Now that I think about it a little bit more, there's also like that shot of Din in like a droid bar, and it's clearly not Navara. I mean, if it is, that's it's an advancement that we haven't heard in a while. Uh, there's also Elia Kane and Carson Teva. Now, I feel like that's the one that has the richest potential of him investigating and maybe starting to focus in on her. We've already seen her capabilities. In my mind, I think maybe she is like the tag at the end there. Maybe we do see, like you said, the pirates have this time been straight up hired by uh, her or whoever's funding her, whoever's telling her what to do. I, I, I think it would be pretty interesting. I don't think that like the pirates will be like, oh, you know, it was it, it wasn't us. Like I don't think the Mandalorians find that out. I, I think it would be pretty interesting if after all the whole sequence ends and like the Mandalorians are like, oh, we've saved Navarre. That's all great. Then we jump back to Coruscant and then Carson Teva is like hunting Natalia Kane who's been in contact with her higher up potentially because i don't think you leave that new republic episode just wandering out there like it is incredible for the first order hints for the fall of the new republic for just the evolution of this era as a whole in the sequel era and it is obviously building off of the new uh range of the new republic stuff that we're not going to get in a dedicated show but i don't think you just leave it stranded you at least give maybe a good chunk of like an episode six to that and then you tease it in five. For me personally, whoever is the big villain, again, if it is Gideon in return, if it is someone else, you have to like at least tease us at the end of this episode because then you can give us six, of, uh, sorry, you can give us six, seven, and eight. Even if we don't spend all the time with the villain, we'll still have more than we got with Gideon uh, in the first season, more than we really got in the second season other than tags that we're getting throughout all the different episodes if we have good concrete chunks of whoever the villain is then i feel like we're not wasting the season we've gotten all the mando stuff that we've done we've gotten all the setup for the era and then we've got the big bombastic action building up kind of in the same way that the bad batch has been steadily rising towards what it's really about this whole season yeah that's definitely true i, I think the more and more this season goes on i, I do think it is in a way, a setup season or a building block season, I think Ahsoka's going to be the one with the big answers. But that's not to say that what's established here isn't going to be really important for the show in the future. And, and like I said, I, I think the Mandalorian dynamic continues to be furthered. But with the New Republic elements being so closely tied in, I, I do think we need to get back to that storyline. Like, I don't want to give credence to the idea that last episode was random or was unimportant. I felt like it was not only extremely important for the larger mythology within the sequel timeline, within the post-Return of the Jedi timeline, but 
it seemed very important for the connections to the Mandalorian. Those weren't just random new characters introduced and the Mandalorian was still in that episode. So there were a lot of things that I think can nicely be tied in, maybe not necessarily this episode, but throughout the rest of the season. And as long as they're sprinkled in, I think we'll be pretty satisfied with the, what we get. When it comes to the pirates, I think Gorian Shard is the type of person. I mean, <laughs> we don't get to see much of him. He looks like Swamp Thing and all we get is like one shot of his face, but he's the type of like, more goofy design of a star wars character that i could see him being all tough and blustery and then when din's holding the dark saber to his throat he's like oh like it wasn't me i was hired by uh, this person and they're like why would this person hire you to attack us and it leads to the further investigation of the empire and the ways they're pulling the strings i mean it it could be a good way for the Empire to get the Mandalorians to reveal themselves. I mean, nobody knows where they are except for Din and the rest of the Children of the Watch who are in the covert. So Gideon's plan or whoever's plan is for them to reveal themselves. Navarro is the perfect place because he knows they're not only Din's attachment to Grief Karga, but he knows the entire covert's attachment to that planet because that's where they used to be stationed. If we don't get like full-on admission by Gorian Shard in the next episode, that reveal doesn't happen. It could be that Teva shows up at the end and he's like, we've been tracking Gorian Shard because we, he we know he has known imperial sympathies or he's been working for imperials or he was let run by imperials when the empire was still in control so i do think something like that would be nice to bring back that storyline i would be a little off put with the show if we did do all new republic episode mandalorian episode all new republic like switching off that's been one of the things that while the quality of the crosshair episodes in the bad batch have been high i wish that the two storylines were a bit more tightly woven together across the season. And I want Mando to also do that too. I think these, these singular episodes don't necessarily tie the whole narrative together as neatly as if you can find a way to switch off and feel like both are equally important. But I think that's going to wrap up our predictions for The Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 5, Chapter 21. Let us know what you think might happen down in the comments below. Of course, check out our Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 15 and 16 predictions. It is the finale next week, so we will be talking about what we think could happen in that two-part finale. Again, if you are not watching our live streams, we do them every single Friday. So today, if you're watching this video, make sure you're checking out our live stream tonight. We'll see it. We'll put a post out for what time that will start. We'll answer your questions and play Jedi Fallen Order. And then the one we've been talking about, Heir to the Empire, the Legend Book Club review of Heir to the Empire. Spoiler-filled, talking about Mandalorian and Bad Batch. All of that will be discussed on Monday in the latest episode of our Legends Book Club. Make sure you're tuning in for that one as well. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next time.